You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Robbie Earl. Robbie must have a little break, a little winter break during the World Cup. But we couldn't turn down the chance of an offer to speak to a very special guest and former professional footballer, Juan Pablo Angel. Juan Pablo had a successful career for Atletico Nacional, River Plate, Aston Villa, and here in the US with New York Rebels and the Galaxy, as well as being a star for the fourth Colombian national team. We want to start with a new project, a podcast called My New Favourite Footballista. Juan Pablo, tell us a little bit about this project and, and what the, the base of, of the podcast is about. Okay, Robbie, first of all, great to be here. Uh, good to see you again. And mm -hmm. um, the whole project, uh, it, when, when I was proposed to take part of it, uh, it, it was a little bit of an intrigue one. And, and when I get to read about it, I, I wanted to, to take part of it. And not just because uh, the people that were behind it, but it was about talking about stories that we don't normally hear. We always know and we always hear about different podcasts or different stories about footballers or soccer players, how they do on the field, the qualities and the ability to play the game. But we rarely hear about what they stand for, uh, what uh, motivates them outside the field and, uh, or the football field. And, and, and all of the stories that uh, you know, we, we started to, to, to touch upon was, were great. And to see how they're passionate about it, uh, all of them, uh, was absolutely brilliant. And I think the whole product uh, that came out, uh, it, it's great. And people will, will enjoy it for sure. I noticed two of the names. Chris Richards, who wanted to, his title was Stop Being Racist. Andre Yedlin, somebody I've spoke to myself during the pandemic and time when he was at Newcastle. He's talking about kick homophobia out of soccer. Just in, in, in view of the World Cup, and we'll get to the 2020-22 World Cup, and that brings all the great football, football stories. But in terms of a, a World Cup housed in, in Qatar uh, and some of the issues around private workers, the health of, of you know, they say up to 6,000 people might have lost their lives in building stadiums, the homophobia and attitude towards LGBTQ community, sometimes, you know, the gender discrimination, the women's role in the society there. How... How comfortable were you and do you think some players are the World Cup is going ahead in Qatar? I mean, to be honest with you, Robbie, I, I like to concentrate on the football side of it. I play the mm -hmm. sport and there's a lot of issues yeah. out there that uh, we're not comfortable with. And, mm -hmm. and what I learned from this podcast, with, from this project, is that now more than ever, footballers or soccer players are using their yeah. voices to basically talk about mm -hmm. issues that are out there. And it's not just related to the sport only. It's about things yeah. that we yeah. have seen for years in society, not only in Qatar, but everywhere. And uh, so when we talk about what happened with DeAndre, he is basically speaking out about, you know, trying to kick homophobia out of the soccer. And, mm -hmm. and it's not about tolerance. It's about having 
full acceptance uh, to everybody, respect our difference, you know what I mean, uh, equality for everybody. Yeah. And it's the same thing for Chris Richards. We, we, how many times we have experienced racism in, in, in soccer? And we have done uh, how many campaigns in, in, in mm. not, not only in recent years, but, you know, always we talk about it. Yeah. And, and we have to do much more than that, more, much more about wearing a rainbow or much more about wearing a, a heart to, to have a month of, you know, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know, acceptance. Or, uh, and mm. we have to educate our kids. We have to change yeah. some of the programs at school. We have to change policies and we have to do understand history, but we have to basically educate ourselves to kick these uh, issues uh, once and for all that have happening in the past. Um, hopefully will not continue to happen in the future. But it's not just about that. My point with it is uh, we always talk about one month. We always talk about uh, one uh, campaign. We always talk about the colors. And, it, and it's not about that. It's much more than that. It's about you know looking our inter, uh, into uh, the mirror and see ourselves. What are we doing in a daily basis to make sure that we're doing the right things? Not just talk about it, do actions. You know, We need actions. Absolutely. Uh, well said. I think education, you're right, is, is the biggest part moving forward if we can educate our kids, this generation. And I think you're right, there's, there's this generation of football now who are using their platform, their social media standing, they're in the world. And they're trying to amplify these messages. So, um, yeah, players doing their parts, teams doing their parts, but so much more work to do, all subjects across the, the sporting landscape. Let's talk about the World Cup now, mate. It, it has started. Um, what are your thoughts on... This is start. England had just seen this morning, put six goals to Iran. I've just got all the English fans, fans thinking that the World Cup in home, as they would say. Um, what we have to look forward to in this World I mean, I am very excited about, you know, the World Cup uh, for so many reasons, Robbie. One of them is mm. because it's being mm. played this time of the year. Normally, yeah. we play the World Cup up to a long season. And mm -hmm. you will think that the majority of the players are reaching their peak level right now. So in terms yeah. of the quality, I expect just to have a little bit more quality. Uh, then the weather is ideal, uh, is pretty much in a neutral location. I hope from South America point of view, point of view that yeah. you know yeah. the teams from South America uh, have a little bit of protagonism again, because it's been a, a long time since we uh, have won anything. Uh, and I look forward to see whether it's Brazil or Argentina, they, that they not only have a good World Cup, but they're only to win it. But this is just my, my personal uh, uh, thought. And, and then it, we always talk also about, you know, the importance of getting a good, uh, getting off a good start in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, when you secure that first game, it, it's a massive boost of confidence. And what happened today with England, it was an emphatic win, regardless of, you know, the, uh, the opponent. It was an yeah. emphatic win, you know, a lot of goals, a solid performance. And I think that everybody should be delighted. And, and, and in England, uh, for all purposes, I think in everybody's mind uh, in the football world, have... Uh, have England as one of the teams that they might, you know, uh, be a contender in this competition. Uh, so it was yeah. great to see of him, obviously, get him, see them getting up a good start. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. 
Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If the South American teams, you talked about that many favour them, not just because of the weather, but because of squads and the quality of players. Who do you think goes further this time? Argentina, Brazil? Both teams, I think, the, the way they have performed in the qualifiers have been, you know, really, really good. Brazil was solid right from the beginning. They have a lot of strength and depth. And the, and, and the good yeah. part about Argentina is after they won the Copa America, which was a massive thing for them, just to get Messi yeah. to win something at the national team level, uh, it, it, it looks like the team is going from strength to strength, you know, from that victory, uh, uh, from, from that title. Uh, and, and I think... You know, seeing the way they they have embraced their style, uh, the way the the new coaches Caloni is, is getting the most out of the majority of the players, they're playing as a unit. Yeah, of, of course, it's messy. We have messy. We have to basically make the most of him. But it's not that mm-hmm. they, we have to play every ball to him. They seem more cohesive. Yeah. They seem more mm-hmm. compact. And and just just and as I said to you, it's, it's obviously it's a very tough competition. But I like to see either one, Brazil or, or, or Argentina, just to get to win the World Cup. And this is just a personal favorite for me. Mm-hmm. You've played against Messi, against Colombia. Just, just tell us what it's like to play against. I've, I've always said, and this is my experience on the field, uh, the only two players I play against uh, during my time uh, that I felt that uh, they could win the game by themselves. And this is probably a, a big thing. Uh, at <laughs> any time they wanted it was Cristiano Ronaldo, the Brazilian. Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, Ronaldo, the Brazilian, and uh, Lionel Messi. And, okay. and it's just they have this unbelievable ability that they might, at some time, they just disconnect from the game. But mm-hmm. whenever they want it, you, you feel that, you know, they can do it. Uh, they can take people on. They can score goals. They can, uh, whatever they wanted to do, they do it on their day. They were unplayable. Yeah. Can Messi, uh, forever there'll be an argument about Res- Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, not the original Ronaldo. Can Messi be, be deemed as the greatest of all time if he doesn't win a World Cup? Does everybody seem to say, well, you know, Maradona won the World Cup, so he's got to be the greatest? I, I, I just think that we have been extremely fortunate to, to have and to see these two guys mm. playing at that level for so long. And mm-hmm. they feed mm-hmm. off each other. They needed each yeah. other. And we were lucky enough to have them during our lifetime. And I think this, this type of situation happened really, really rarely uh, yeah. in, in the sport. And, and Ronaldo needed Messi and Messi needed Ronaldo in order for them just mm-hmm. to uh, push themselves. Uh, but yeah. the, the most yeah. amazing thing is the ability of these two guys to have done it for so many years, Robbie. You see, you, mm. we, we've seen so many great players and they've done it for four, five, six years. 
But these guys have been doing it nonstop for many, many years, 10, 12, 13 years already. And, and, and they seem that, uh, that they still had it, you know what I mean? So have it, yeah. uh, which is the, the most important thing. In my, my opinion, it just, and it's just a taste, uh, the way I like uh, the, the game to be played. I like yeah. Messi because he's raw, raw talent. I'm not saying that Ronaldo is not Ronaldo. He's an unbelievable yeah. athlete, an unbelievable quality player. But it just in my, in my taste, I, I like, I like uh, Messi. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, so glad to get you on, on the podcast to get into your mind and, and just get an understanding was you came to the Premier League, uh, a big name player, big name striker. Just then, can you tell me what are the biggest challenges to Premier League? Because we see we have it, we see Timo Werner, we see number coming to the league who don't hit always hit the ground running, and we sort of say, oh well, they're not good enough or this thing. The, the Premier League is a very unique league, has very unique challenges. Just tell us a little bit about what it was like coming into the Premier League. I, Robbie, I can only talk about my experience. And, and, and to start with, the Premier League, uh, when I arrived uh, back in 2000, is a completely different Premier League than what it is today. And what I'm talking about is about the support uh, from teams yeah. to foreign yeah. players. Uh, when I joined Aston Villa, I didn't know anything about the club. I didn't know of the magnitude of the club. A massive, massive, massive club with a lot of history, with a lot of passionate fans, with, but was a sleeping giant. Um, so I joined this league uh, and, and I joined in early uh, January, which was the busiest time of the year, which I didn't know anything mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. And I had to hit the, the round uh, running. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think it was the 6th or 8th of January that I, that I joined Aston Villa. Uh, and my first, the, the first team that I played against was the, the, the Man United that uh, just won the treble. Uh, uh, so I had to go to a travel. I couldn't speak a word of English, Robbie, which was mm -hmm. extremely difficult because you, you, you have to be able to communicate with your teammates. You yeah, have to be yeah, able to understand yeah. what's going around you. Uh, and I didn't have any, not even a translator. I didn't have any English classes or lessons. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Then I ran into a situation which was just a personal issue. My wife 
uh, 20 days after she joined me in England, she got extremely sick. So the first six months she spent it in hospital. So imagine wow. being in a situation, I was at that time the most yeah. expensive player of, of, of the history of the club. I needed mm -hmm. to perform because we were right in the middle of the season and I had my, my wife and my son in the hospital at the Bupa wow. Hospital in Alaston. And so I, I was going through a period that I needed to adapt rapidly, but I needed mm -hmm. also to look after my personal life and I didn't have anything in yeah. anybody in between helping me. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I have to do that by myself, go in the morning mm -hmm. uh, to the hospital first, then run to the training ground, then come back. And that went out for mm -hmm. about four to five months. Uh, but then wow. I couldn't even talk about it because I didn't know how mm -hmm. to express that to the media. <laughs> uh, and people were only expecting me to perform well. Um, yeah. and, and, and what I've seen in the Premier League now is obviously the support for players, uh, the staff yeah. around them, you know, the way the, the welfare people, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, they have or the welfare department in the majority of the clubs is spot on. So yeah. I think they, they learn from the experience. Uh, mm. and, and, and as I said, my experience was a little bit different. But then eventually when I managed to learn a little bit of the language, be able to communicate by myself, understand the pace and the physicality of the league, the difference yeah. between teams, you know, uh, the passion and, and the history of the club. You need to understand the, the team that you're representing, what, what, you know, the fans expect from you. Uh, they want you to embrace their colors. They want you to embrace their culture just to, and, and in terms of Aston Villa, you needed to work hard. You need to just to give your best mm -hmm. every game in order for them to be respected by the fans. And then if you have your fan, your fans, you know, backing you, it's much easier to perform. And I found that, you know, after that difficult start, when I started to perform well, I always have, you know, the respect and the effect from, uh, yeah. from the supporters. And that was much easier, although teams outside of the field weren't going great. Yeah, it's uh, incredible, isn't it? Back in those days, you buy million-dollar plates and, and throw them in, and there's no support, there's nobody around. You pretty much just got it yourself. Talk about Villa, obviously very near and dear to your heart. Unanri's gone into the football club now, it's just before the break. I think you've talked about, I don't quite realise sometimes, the size of Aston Villa and how big that club, the history of the league, the winning of, of titles, Bastard, and the... The hunger of the fans for success at that football club, it's a big, it's a big club. It is a massive, massive football club. So seeing the new coach, I think there's a lot of things. He is a guy that has history of winning. Uh, mm. He also knows the Premier League. He also understands by winning, by, by understanding the Premier League and being in the Premier League before, he understands the stature and the size of Aston Villa. Mm. So he didn't go to the, uh, the uh, he didn't jump into this job just uh, by accident. He knew what yeah. he was getting into it, and yeah, I think yeah. the response. Uh, uh, this, I mean, it's only the beginning or the start of you know his his tenure at Aston Villa. But you know, the response from players is is been great. Uh, and I, I've always said that you know if. Uh, from the director's point of view, from the ownership, if they manage to run the club properly, uh, Aston Villa can be an unbelievable place uh, yeah, because yeah. the supporters, the fans, the passion uh, from everybody, the way you are embraced in the city, uh, mm -hmm. everywhere. I'm, and I, I remember, you know, being overseas, anywhere, there was always Aston Villa fans. It was just unbelievable. And people yeah. will let you know uh, if they like mm -hmm. you, they appreciate what you're doing for the club. So I, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm excited to see what's happening right now. Uh, yeah. And hopefully we just manage just to, uh, you know, reach a level that we, we started to compete because the money is in there. And money in the, in the Premier League is important uh, yeah. in order for you to attract better players. We yeah, have the yeah. money, uh, the resources are there. We just need to do better in terms of the management to make sure that we put on a good show every weekend. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. We've had a great start to the Premier League season, up to the, this World Cup break. I just want to um, mention on two teams. Which one has surprised you more of those two? Being top of the table or Newcastle United, that resurgence under Eddie Howe and, and sitting third that we got to this break? Two, two, two different stories, Robbie. I think mm-hmm. uh, in terms of Arsenal, I could see it coming. Uh, it's easy to say right now because yeah. it's happening. But I could mm-hmm. see it coming. They, they needed just to adjust a few things. But you can tell yeah, that they were yeah. playing really, really well, even though last year things weren't going their way. But you can tell that for a long period of time, they were playing really, really good football. They needed just to have a little bit more punch. They needed to be a little bit more organized. But you can tell that good things were happening. And I think when we talk about management, uh, is ob- obviously you have to give credit to the board. Because they yeah. time behind Arteta in a very difficult time, very difficult period. They support him. And now things have come in their way. And I think there's yeah. a lot of excitement on, on, on the club because of the way they're playing and because it's also about history. The way Arsenal fans express the passion for the yeah. sport. They like the yeah. football to be well played, technically gifted players and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And I think they, they're embracing uh, the history of the club. And in terms of Newcastle, obviously money came in. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. and we say that you know sometimes money don't buy success, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a completely different vibe within the football club, and and certainly money has helped because when you have better players, yeah, too many big like big time players at one problem, aren't they? You know, everybody was talking like a Neymar was going to come or a Harry Kane was going to come or yeah, but they have been very smart in the way they have invested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have gone for players yeah. that they might not be the likes of Mbappé, of Neymar, of yeah. Messi, as you mentioned, but the players that are, they were well established in their leagues and well established in yeah. the football teams. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they managed to bring the players that they needed it in order for them just to be to have an immediate I- impact in the team. And I think they've done well. Uh, the, the scouting yeah. department or whatever has been in charge of this, I think they've done a tremendous job in bringing the right people mm-hmm. at the right time for the football club. Suppose when you were coming uh, into the Manchester United with the great Manchester United under Alex Ferguson went on to win 13 titles. And do you see a Man City being able to do that if Pep on long enough? We both played against that United team that had so many different ways of beating you. And were driven by Anto Alex Ferguson, who had just a desire to win every game. Could Man City become the new Man United? I think they certainly can. I'm, I'm a big admirer mm. of uh, Guardiola, and there's a lot of people trying to copy him uh, nowadays. And, uh, and I think they, he has a good management behind him. He has, yeah. obviously, the resources. Uh, you've seen the way the team play. And one, one, one thing that has changed, and, and, and this is just, it's not that he, they didn't have it, but mm. having Haaland at a different, uh, I guess, power to the team 
because yeah. this is a player that, you know, on a normal basis, you wouldn't fit him within the style of mm. play of Guardiola. Uh, yeah. But then his ability to adjust and to understand that he needs to do something different in order for him just to get the better, uh, the team yeah. better. Uh, yeah. I think I, I think it's also a big quality of Pep. Uh, he, he brought Helen, someone doesn't interact with the game as much as he wanted it to, but someone that has punch. Uh, and home, yeah. someone that is has tons of goals on him. And if you mm-hmm. got someone that uh, that gives you that, and on top of that, uh, he started to learn a bit the Guardiola way, the way he he wants you know his his players to to, to play. I think is they, they can be you know, I mean they, they already done <laughs> a lot of you know uh, good things, but I think they can be yeah. uh, even better. Yeah, it's really fascinating how well Pep, well Pep's done. Just so, mate, I want to go back to to the to the podcast. My favourite footballista. Just in terms of what can fans expect to hear when they download the podcast, and where do you see the future of the podcast going? Could it be broadened away from just soccer? Could he, or you think thinking of, of taking it maybe to other entertainment forms, other sports? I, I, I just don't know. I think I'm, I'm, I'm really excited of uh, taking part of it. Uh, the production yeah. team was yeah. unbelievable. Uh, we're talking about a bilingual post, uh, podcast, uh, mm-hmm. which I thought that I couldn't speak English. I couldn't. I was so confused going back and forth. <laughs> they were extremely patient uh, with, uh, obviously, the, the way the things were going. Uh, yeah. But what, what excited me about was, and, and, and it refers a bit uh, about the beginning of the interview, Robbie, you know, yeah. that nowadays, because of what the sport represents for society, yeah. because of uh, the amount of exposure that the players have in terms of pretty much being celebrities, you know, for the world, mm-hmm. they, the way they're understanding that they can use and raise their voices to speak of different issues, uh, that they yeah. can be a good platform to talk about and to help others, I think is fascinating. And, and then hearing the stories about these guys, everybody has, and, and we try to choose different topics. There's a lot more, more that, a lot more that we can talk about it. But I think this, this uh, format can be replicated in, in a, uh, so many different scenarios uh, because I think it's, it's real, uh, it's personal, and, and he touched people. It's fascinating. No, I, I'm really looking forward to, to, to hearing a few and downloading a few myself. Just like to say thank you to, to Juan Pablo Angel. I know we used to know each other because we had the same gym, although we weren't, we, we did, we weren't so much friends, but we, we knew of each other and had a lot of respect for what he did and knew some of the things that were going and um, had a great career in England and obviously moved on into the US. So thank you so much for, for joining. Just a reminder to check out the new podcast, My New Favourite Footballista. That'll introduce you to soccer's most inspiring players as the 2022 World Cup underway. You can hear those inspiring stories wherever you get your podcast. Just to review, My New Favourite Footballista in English, Mi Mundialista Favorito in Spanish, wherever you get your podcast. A little reminder to take a break through the World Cup, but we will be back right as the ends to review the greatest football event in the world, as well as look ahead to the Premier League. It starts back on December the 26th. But for now, thanks for watching. Enjoy the World Cup and we'll see you soon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.